This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Our 2023 trade deadline edition of Sportsnet Today continues. It's Logan Gordon along with you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio in Calgary, Alberta. Two trades today for the Calgary Flames. Dryden Hunt acquired from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Troy Stetcher and Nick Ritchie acquired from the Arizona Coyotes. We are awaiting the arrival of general manager Brad Treliving at the Scotiabank Saddledome. He is set to address the media live in just moments on all the happenings today for the Calgary Flames. So keep it locked here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan, and we will have uh, the GM coming up for you in just moments uh, as we get set. To, uh, to hear from the man who orchestrated uh, both moves today for the Calgary Flames. Uh, no word yet on availability for either uh, Stetcher, Richie, or Hunt, uh, whether those will be uh, moves that the Flames try to integrate immediately ahead of Saturday's game. We're still waiting to see. Hunt may uh, make his way directly to the Wranglers. He was with the Toronto Marlies of the uh, AHL as well. So that could just be an AHL transaction. These are details uh, that we will hopefully get from Flames General Manager Brad Treliving in just moments. The uh, The camera is up and uh, focused on his podium. We will just uh, wait moments uh, away here from Brad Treliving taking the stage, and then we will uh, dive back in on your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. They've been flying in on the fan feedback line all afternoon uh, about the uh, trade deadline for the Calgary Flames. Some moves made around the NHL today that we saw. Jakob Vrana has a new home. He is in St. Louis now. The Minnesota Wild were incredibly busy. They went and acquired John Klingberg today. They also moved out Jordan Greenway to the Buffalo Sabres. So uh, lots to talk about around the NHL's trade deadline. Our coverage continues all afternoon. It's been brought to you by our two fantastic sponsors at Tuxedo Source for Sports and the At- and Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Uh, thank you to both of them for being on board for our NHL's trade deadline coverage. Uh, we are just moments away from hearing from Flames General Manager Brad Treliving at the Scotiabank Saddledome uh, post-trade deadline. Just two moves for Brad Treliving today uh, and his group, and we will... Uh, Hopefully, within the next few moments here, find out uh, exactly the thought process and the uh, the details of the trades today from the Calgary Flames' point of view. So uh, keep it locked here. We will bring it to you live. We're just uh, waiting for the GM to jump in, and then we will uh, react, see what uh, the fan feedback line happens to think uh, about what the GM has to say. I've seen lots of it already. At 960960, I can tell you mixed is probably the most appropriate uh, term that I can tell you about the response to this. There's a lot of frustration uh, from many voices in the fan base that there wasn't enough done today by the Calgary Flames. Um, There are some that were happy that uh, looked no organizational prospects or Draft picks got moved out uh, during today's moves, and there was still some movement by the Calgary Flames, but we can dive into that 
uh, as the afternoon rolls on. I've got you till 3 o'clock this afternoon. Pat Steinberg and Aaron Vickers from the Saddle Dome at 3 o'clock will take you uh, through this afternoon. They'll have more reaction uh, to Brad Treliving, get their thoughts on the two moves today by the Calgary Flames, and I'm sure uh, taking a look around the league at what got done on this slower-than-usual NHL trade deadline, but still some massive moves that got done, and uh, really it wound up being trade deadline week all week long here, uh, You know, going back to the trades of Ryan O'Reilly, Timo Meyer. We saw all the names get moved. It's just we're used to seeing them all happen on trade deadline day. That didn't happen this time of year. Uh, it kind of happened over a week-long process, but we still got some stuff today. You know, we, we joked all week long on what's going to happen on Friday. We're not going to have anything to cover, blah, blah, blah. Was it the busiest trade deadline? No, it certainly wasn't, but there are some big names, some interesting transactions to go for, and, of course, the team that we cover here uh, in Calgary made a couple moves of their own. So lots to get into and lots to uh, to dive into as the afternoon goes on. I'm Logan Gordon, uh, coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio here in Calgary, Alberta. We are just uh, awaiting the imminent arrival of Flames General Manager Brad Treliving at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. He is set to address the media following today's moves by his team. Uh, the two moves, a trade with Toronto and a trade with the Arizona Coyotes. Sounds as though those are the only two transactions for the Flames on this Friday. They're back in action tomorrow against the Minnesota Wild. That's the end of this three-game homestand for the Calgary Flames. They have uh, not picked up a victory. They fell 2-1 at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs last night at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. So just, uh, just waiting here uh, for uh, GM Brad Living to speak to the media. And then uh, we will pivot and react uh, following uh, his media availability at the Saddle Dome. I think it's just uh, just taking a couple minutes. There is a concert tonight at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, so uh, they've had to move some pieces around. I know the media has been mostly in Dutton's, I believe, uh, today uh, to cover this. So we're not doing everything from our, our regular vantage point and our regular technical standpoint at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. So. Uh, just bear with us as this uh, continues to uh, to effort, and we continue to wait on uh, the GM of the Calgary Flames. Should be with us in just moments to uh, dissect this uh, Calgary Flames trade deadline. And Cam, it's been a busy one, busier than we maybe thought it would be. I can't believe we still had people to talk about today. You were wondering about that. You were concerned. Yeah, well, you know, we, there were still some names up. JDR, Besser, a bunch of names. Uh, Carlson was up in the air, but... We actually had people to talk about today, and it was it was nice. Yeah, we got Klingberg, Kulikov, Nemestikov, Vrana, Lazar. The big names, not like you know, it's not Timo Meyer, but moves were made. But moves were made. And, Flames made some moves, and yeah, Calgary actually made moves. Which coming in today, I didn't know if it was going to happen or not. I was almost on the line where, yeah, you know, I was thinking, what if what if they don't do anything today? What is that going to look like? You know, but they did. We'll uh, we'll wait and see. Still waiting on. This is the the worst part about live radio is is just <laughs> staring at the chair and waiting for Brad to uh, to come on because you know it's it's not long. 
they've started the web stream and they've started everything, but it's just the the process. And like I said, it's a little bit different at the Saddle Dome tonight. They got uh, kind of moved around with a concert being in town. So uh, at the Dome tonight, so we're not at our regular situations for uh, for doing media. So we'll uh, we'll wait and see. We're just moments away, uh, hopefully sooner than later <laughs> when it comes to uh, hearing from Brad Treliving at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Uh, we've seen a couple of NHL GMs, uh, especially in the Canadian side of things. I've seen Kyle Dubas uh, addressing the media in Toronto as well. No big moves from them uh, today, although they were connected in that AHL move with the Calgary Flames. And uh, we've seen Patrick Alvine speaking to the media out in Vancouver. Um, of course, the Vancouver media trying to figure out what uh, to make of the JT Miller situation. Brock Besser doesn't get moved on this uh, Friday as well. The Canucks just move out Curtis Lazar, I believe, is their lone move. On deadline day, so we'll have lots of reaction to get to uh, from around the entire NHL today. So lots to get to. Uh, again, waiting on GM Brad Trilliving of the Calgary Flames, who is set to speak at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome in just moments. Uh, I actually don't know. The text line's asked a couple times who's playing at the Dome tonight. I don't know. Do you guys happen to know? Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Are playing at the Dome tonight, 7.30 p.m. Get your tickets now, I guess. Do we like Old Dominion? I have no idea who that is. I got to get tuned in. Country music band formed in Nashville. Stunner. Nashville uh, country music band. I wouldn't have guessed that. What a shocker. Yeah, big surprise. But yeah, uh, if you want to blame anyone, blame Old Dominion. So... Uh, as we wait, we'll get reaction to the two trades from the Calgary Flames today. Uh, AHL transaction with the Toronto Maple Leafs that sees Redeem Zahorna off to Toronto. Dryden Hunt in return, a 27-year-old uh, journeyman who is uh, off to his fourth organization this season. Uh, he's got some decent NHL experience to his name, but has never really been able to breakthrough from being an in-between guy between the AHL and the NHL. And uh, it sounds as though we are uh, ready to go down to the Scotiabank South. Well, here it is, uh, GM Brad Treliving, uh speaking to the media live uh, at the Dome. Hunt from Toronto for Redeem Zahorna. And, and then a transaction with Arizona, um, trading Connor Mackey and Brett Ritchie to Arizona for Troy Stetcher. Um, and Nick Ritchie. So first off, I just want to thank Connor, uh, Brett, um, and Z, um, you know, for their time here. And, and Z, I know, f for the most part, spent a lot of time with the Wranglers, a uh, player we picked up on, on waivers, um, and we wish him all the best. He's been a good player down there for, for, for the Wranglers, been a part of the season that they've had so far. Um, and then with with Brett and Connor, uh, players have been with us a little bit longer. Wish them all the best. Thank them um, for their contributions here. In, in, you know, for Connor, I think this is an opportunity for him to go and play a little bit. You know, it's it's he's been the odd man out here, um, and so it's going to be a good opportunity for him. And with Brett, um, a lot of the thinking behind it there 
is with the progression of, of Walker Dewar, we really, you know, we see Walker as a guy who's pushing to be an everyday guy now. Um, this is op- this, you know, sort of opens up a spot for him on the right side, and and gives Brett an opportunity. And Troy Stetcher, we're getting a player back who's got uh, a lot of experience. Um, you know, has has played in the playoffs as recently as last year. Um, a right shot guy. He brings some mobility, that, which I thought with with Oliver not being here. Um, we've lacked a little bit, um, so we look to welcome him. And then with Nick, is Nick's a big body. Nick's moved around a little bit here. Um, former tenth overall pick. Um, he's a big body. He's got some skill. You know, he, it, his play is there's been there's been some inconsistency to it. We think he down the stretch here is an opportunity for him to show what he can do, um, and uh, and help us. You know, as we as we push along here, the last twenty games. Um, so with that, uh, and then, and then Dryden's, sorry, I'm leaving out Dryden, uh, Dryden's, Dryden's had a couple of moves this year. Um, he'll report to the Wranglers to start and, uh, competitive guy. Uh, we've known, we've known Dryden for a while, competitive guy. Um, you know, we'll start with the Wranglers, uh, gives us some versatility on both wings. Um, and, and he'll certainly start with the Wranglers and see where we go from there. Uh, Eric Francis, Sportsnet. Hi, <laughs> Brad. I'm just kidding. Uh, tell me about the mindset going into the trade deadline, with the, given your team's standing and yep. performance of late. Well, for us, you know, it was apparent, and it, you know, <clears throat> everything comes to a head here today. But you've been, we've been monitoring, talking to all the managers for the for several weeks, if not months. So you have a real good understanding in the market. Um, for me, it was real clear in our staff. We were not entertaining moving any um, a asset, significant assets for short-term gain here. That's just there was no, um, you know, you've seen a lot of the deals that have happened, and, and specifically the last few days, uh, primarily, primarily, and there are exceptions. There's, it's been a rental market, and you've seen significant assets spent for for um, for for expiring contracts, even those contracts that. Um, you know, have have team control. For the most part, it's been expiring contracts. Uh, we, th- where we're at right now, that that was never uh, an option for us. You know, where we currently sit. Um, the next question is: Do we did you know? Did we ex- ex- we explored every other option, whether that's uh, acquiring younger assets, whether that's acquiring draft capital. Um, we looked at all those opportunities, and and ultimately the decision was made that there wasn't. Um, there wasn't an opportunity for us to do something that we felt made sense, and that sounds like a motherhood statement and a cliche all this time of the, uh, at this time of the year, but that's not. Sometimes you'll see a trade made and say player went for this. Well, geez, let's go pl- trade player B for this. Player A usually gets the, the, they're traded for or acquired for specific reasons by a certain team. Um, having said all that, I do believe that we've got a good team. We've got a good team that's underperformed here. And for various reasons, um, and so for us, we felt it's it was it was most prudent right now to to work around the edges. Um, I think in certain areas we've improved our team, um, but you know we've got 20 games here. We know that the the hill is steep, um, but you know that's we've we've made our bed and now we've we've got to deal with it. So um, I believe in this group, no question, but. You know, the reality is we sit where we sit after 62 games. 
and uh, and we know the challenge in front of us. But the big thing, Eric, for us was we weren't coming into this to say, you know, we're putting any any short term, um, you know, looking for short term help that's going to cost us, you know, picks, young players, prospects, uh, anything of that nature. Brad, was that and and just to that point, was that was that kind of an idea of? You always talk about taking cues from your team. Is 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 that kind of what that's at, uh, about? Not going into the rental or yeah. Short term I market? mean, if you look, if you look, Pat, we, I mean, last year we made some significant moves at the deadline. We 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 spent assets um, at and leading up to the deadline. And I think that's your job as a manager is to, you know, get a read of where your team is at and and help it, um, you know, help it when it makes sense. And that's what we you know we did last year. Uh, we made significant, significant change over the summer. We've all talked about it. Um, I don't know if there's been anybody that's made as much changes over the summer. You can't just keep changing and changing and changing. Um, and then when you look at where we're at right now, to say, okay, we're going to get in, you know, just to say that you're in the game and start throwing second-round picks and first-round picks and third-round picks, I mean, those add up, right? Those add up. And to me, it made zero sense for the gain that you're going to get and knowing knowing the position we're in, right, and uh, it 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 falls on all of us, right. We're in the position here. Uh, we all got a piece of the pie: management, players, coaches, um, and now we got to dig ourselves out as best we can. But we got to dig it out with the group we have. Um, it just, to me, there was no, there was no, you know. Um, we didn't believe at all that we were going to start spending assets to say, okay, let's cross our fingers and hopefully somebody comes in and, and gives us a bump in the last 20 games. Um, I think we just, there's been lots of good parts of our game. We haven't been able to get traction. We haven't been able to just, um, you know, sort of find a foundation and build from it, right? You, 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 we haven't gone on any kind of streak. And... Uh, um, now, the one thing that, that gives you encouragement is a lot of times, for me, good teams and successful teams, it starts with defending. It starts from, you know, playing properly. Um, and we do do that. Um, but we, we haven't been able to, to do it consistently enough in all parts of our game uh, to put ourselves in a better position that we're, than, than what we're at now. So, you know, we've tried to, to give ourselves a little help around the edges here today. And... Uh, and our group, you know, we haven't taken anything out of the room. Um, and now we've got 20 games to to see where we end up. Hey, Brad. Um, you have a you have a cohort of significant players who are free agents next summer, Michael Backlund, Lindholm, Hannafin, and others. Did you entertain the possibility of moving any of those guys or listening? I'm not going to talk about any specifics about those. Um, Salam, we look at all possibilities with our team all the time. Um, and I said, if, if, if anything made sense, we weren't, we weren't going to do anything for the short-term fix. If there was there anything here that made sense on a long-term basis, um, we certainly would have, have done it. Um, and, uh, you know, those opportunities weren't there or, or whatever opportunities were there, we chose not to do. So those are important players. They're good players. They're still under contract for another year. Um, as I said earlier, you look at a, the, the majority of the moves. Um, 
involve players with expiring contracts. Not all the moves, but the majority of the moves, especially leading up today, um, were, were, were expiring contracts. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's sort of where we ended up. Brad, to sort of follow up on Pat's question, when you talk about taking cues for your team, I know as recently as, as last week you were mm -hmm. telling West, you were still sort of waiting to figure out where you were at. How much did the results of the last four games impact? You, yeah, we weren't waiting to see where we were at. You, 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 you got to see what position you are, right? Um, you, you know, um, you, you don't, you don't, you know, people tend to think, you're, okay, you're going to wait the last two days and you win those games or all of a sudden you're going to empty the clip on, on making additions. To me, it's a lot more, obviously, at the end of it, it's gaining points, but how your team's playing, um, feeling out the market. Um, like I said, at, at the, you know, seeing what opportunities were available to, to us on our players. Um, but it's been apparent now the last, you know, most recently, what is it, the last four games, uh, we put ourselves in a position right now where we've got a steep hill to climb. Now, um, we just got to, we got to dig a little harder now, but uh, yeah, I, I, I've said it time and time again. Um, our, our, you do, you do take the cues from your team. Um, last year at this time, we were in a great spot, and we made decisions to give up a little bit of future to help that team. Uh, we're not in the same, we're not in the same spot. That's just the reality. So you have to, the the job comes with making. We've all chosen a profession, profession where you have to make difficult decisions, and those are the decisions we made today. Hey, Brad. Um, hey, Julian. When we spoke with uh, Daryl Sutter earlier this week and we asked him about whether or not he'd like to see changes in the lineup, he kind of mentioned that he probably would rather not see anything happen to the to the team and especially to the AHL roster. Um, with regards to the moves you made today, I was just wondering how important it was for you to not make any moves that would subtract from the core that you, you have with some of the bigger players you have today. Well, it wasn't necessarily, like where we are right now, it's not necessarily about trying to keep the team together, right? The team, we're in a position where we are right now. So to me, you're looking at right now, if you're not doing anything for the sh help the team short term, you're looking long term. If there was, if there was moves here to make um, to gain significant assets for the future, by all means, those are, I would say those, that's where we probably spent a lot more of the time on. Um, nothing made sense. So... Um, I do, as I said earlier, we've got a good team. Now, it's easy to poke coals in it right now. We, we've got a good team that's underperformed. There's a difference. And we've had some individuals underperform. And collectively, as a team, we've underperformed. Um, that's where we're at. We all got to own it. And, uh, and, but, yeah, our, our, our work the last few days in particular was looking at longer term more than short term. Hey, Brad, I have a couple of quick procedural ones. Uh, first of all, um, I saw on the AHL website uh, Pelche and Walker Drew were sent down to the minors. Are, are you anticipating that they'll be available basically right back up to the team the rest of the year? We're not supposed to say paper transactions, but I think that's a pretty safe assumption that they'll be back up. And, uh, and also, uh, are you able to, to say anything on the status of Oliver Shillington for the rest of the season? Yeah, good, good question. Um, I think it's fair to say, I mean... I mean, it's it's fair to say that we're March third, and and Oliver's not here. That um, I think it'd be a stretch to see him the rest of the year. Um, we continue to sort of monitor it and work with Oliver, but uh, I don't foresee I don't foresee him returning this year.
I yep. can sneak in two quick ones yep. as well. Um, maybe for starters, you, you mentioned the mobility that Troy brings. Can you just expand on what you've added to the, the blue line today in terms of how you, you see him fitting? Well, he, he can play in all situations. Um, you know, I remember Troy, we, we recruited Troy coming out of college. He was a college free agent out of North Dakota. Um, highly competitive player. He's got some leadership qualities. Um, sort of, he's been, he's been known as a hardworking, dedicated athlete wherever he's been. Um, you know, not, you know, I wouldn't, not the biggest guy in the world, but he's not under, you know, he's not a small guy either. Um, but I, you know, moves a puck, plays with a lot of, you know, comp he's a competitive player, um, but moves well, right? And like I said, that's one area in our blue line, um, you know, for, for you, for those of you that covered the team over the last few years, especially last year with Oliver, that's, that's one thing that we've missed is Oliver's mobility. Um, you know, Troy brings that and, you know, a right shot with, with Stoney going down, we, you know, we've, we've had Dennis over there, so it just gives us a little bit more depth, a little more experience on the blue line. What uh, sort of thing do you hear on the other end of the line when you trade two brothers for each <laughs> other and, and pass along that news? Yeah, I was, I don't know. I think they, they kind of got leaked out. So it was, they were laughing by the time I called them. Um, it's unique. Yeah. If, if, if we're nothing else, we're unique, uh, Wes. But um, yeah, it just worked out that way. And like I said, it gave, I think it's going to give Brett an opportunity uh, there. Um, you know, we get, we get Nick, give him an opportunity. Um, I don't know if it's happened before. Um, yeah. So there you go. First time for everything. So it's a little unique and we had a chuckle with, I had a chuckle with both of them when we we're talking. Brad, just a question about the market in general. Why do you think a lot of teams made moves early this year? Um, well, I think, I think, <clears throat> I think you, that's the preference, Donna. If you can get out in front of it, you get out in front of it. And at the end of the day, you know, I use just my experience in the past and as recently as last year, when you identify what you want, you go out and you, 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 you're aggressive um, and you, you push to get something done and you pay what you think you need to pay. And when you're selling, if you're getting the price you want, why wait? And so, um, and I do think there is a little bit of, you know, I know people will say, okay, and a lot of it was in the East, you know, okay, this team does it. Do you have to react to what the Joneses are doing? Not really. A lot of those discussions have been going on for a long time. So you may see a team do something on Monday and Tuesday. The other team does it. You know, that, that Tuesday deal didn't happen. Start talking Tuesday morning, right? But, but you do pay attention to what's going on around you. Um, and I just think it's, you know, I've said it many times. The, the earlier, the better. It gets, it gets condensed the closer you get to the deadline. This year, I will say, is a unique year. Um, the amount of assets that were spent... Like, I think we're over, going into today, I think we're around 43% of the first, second, and third round picks in this year's draft have already changed hands going into today. Um, I think we averaged three and a half first round picks being traded in the last three years. I think we're over, I think we're 12 to 13 this year. Um, in my time in the business, and I've been in it a long time, this is the most activity in terms of draft capital changing hands I've seen. It's a it's a sign of the times. If you have a chance, if you think you have a chance to win and you're in a good position, you try to be aggressive with it. 
Uh, Brad, I was a little curious. How did uh, your contract status impact your approach to the deadline this year? Zero impact. Zero impact. I don't worry about the job. I was doing my job. So it doesn't... Zero. Zero impact. Brad, you mentioned, uh, you know, maybe opening up a little bit of space for, for the likes of Walker Dewar. I mean, maybe just uh, what has been sort of the view of uh, some of that youth and, and maybe include Jacob in that and what they brought in your lineup here as of late. Well, you, I think they've brought some, some juice. They've brought some enthusiasm. They've brought some that. Now, that's, which is important. That's, I think that's, that's one thing that, that young players can bring. Now, you can't just be a cheerleader either, right? Um, attaboys get you so far. You you got to play a bit too, and and they've been good. They've played well. You know they've played well. And you know as we've said along, these aren't guys that are just you know 18 to 19 years old. They've had you know a year plus in the minors. Um, they've 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 learned their craft down there. Um, so they've been you know they've been they've had an impact on our team, and uh, we're going to need them to continue to. You know, the other piece is you do your cap calculations there. We've got some, you know, one of the things we want to keep in mind is is obviously bringing those players back. Um, you know, we do have the opportunity, if needed, to, to, to place Oliver on LTI. He's already met those requirements with the time he's left. So that gives us some space, whether that be for injury recalls or for other purposes, um, if any other players join our team by the end of the year. A lot of fans kind of get a kick out of these transactions. The NHL may be looking a little more like the NBA, and you reference that this is probably the most active it's ever been. Do you think it's good for the game? Like, how do veteran managers like yourself view this just massive influx of trade activity? Oh, just the number of trades? Yeah, just like the excitement. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys in the fa- – like, it's great for – you know, it, it gets talking. I mean, when you're in the – for the players, and those, it's hard, right? You're dealing with families and and people getting uprooted. But I think it's that's 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 this time of year, right? You see you see teams adding players and um, you know adding picks, all those types of things. It's you know you work a lot of the year. This this is the last day that you can make transactions. Um, so yeah, it's as I said, I, I thought there'd be a lot of activity. I don't know the number of trades that were actually made, you know, during the trade season here, but it seems like there's been more. Um, it seems like it's been more active, and 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 it just the 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 price and the and the the, the like I said, the draft capital was, that's that's been more than I've seen. So, yeah, I think it was it's it's an exciting day for everybody. Brad, was it important for you today by just sort of working around the edges, as, as you put it, to show faith in the group that you have assembled here in terms of your thought that they can dig out of this? You have faith in the group, but I got to do my job too, right? And uh, if, if, and this isn't to sound cold or not respectful of the group, but when you're in the position when you are and, you, and, and, and there's an opportunity to, if an opportunity was available to help long-term, then we would have certainly done that. Um, and you know that's that's the consequences of being in the position that you are. Nobody comes into today when you feel you got a good team, and you know we didn't gather in September and say I can't wait to the trade deadline and I hope we just don't do anything or I hope we're 
shipping players out, right? But you also have to deal in reality of where you're at. And today was a day that, um, you know, we weren't we weren't going to spend and dig into our future. Um, and and ultimately, I've said from day one, I believe in the team. It's a good team. We just we got to start playing like a a good team on a regular basis. Brad, I am curious what a general manager feels on trade deadline day when you hit send and that trade is completed. Like, what are your emotions? Do you pump your fist, pound a shot? Like, what happens after you hit send? <laughs> you probably start doing a little bit more of the pounding the shot part. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know what it is, Donna? It's, you're doing the job, right? Like, it's just, like I said, you, you have to deal with, the individuals themselves, there's there's almost a, you know, a mechanical way about it that you got to go through it. Um, you know, certainly when you're really trying to help your team, you feel good about it. Um, like I said, the trades that we made today, you know, you're always you're always moving out people, and that's those are difficult things. But even on the edges, you think you made your team a little bit better. Uh, that's the job. But you you got to. You know, there's you got to be a little bit more mechanical about it, and and there's a lot going on. The room's busy today. As you count down, you got everybody sort of handling some different files. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know you get into a rhythm, and and uh, and and things sort of come up, maybe that you talked about weeks ago or months ago today, and it it becomes a little bit hectic, and and uh, you know you're hopeful that you can always find a way to help the team. Just as a point of clarity, just because a couple <coughs> answers ago you referenced bringing in potentially more players between now and the end of the season, so I did want to ask you anticipate there being opportunities to do that for call-ups. Yeah, or, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we there's been players down there. Like I said, we're we're trying to win right now, um, and but you've got to you've got to protect yourself from injury recalls, um, as we've seen with Jacob and Walker. There's there's other players down there that are playing well. Um, so that gives us an opportunity with that. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about Matt Coronado. Um, we're going to let him worry about his, his, his playoffs and, and Harvard, um, and then get to work on, on speaking with him at the end of the year. So you, you, you know, the, you still need some flexibility as you go down the stretch here and we feel we've got that. Um, on a bit of a different note, I think we all know you as someone who doesn't lose sight of the human element of all of this. Yeah. But uh, what was it like for your group uh, going through this process without Chris Snow this year? It was well. You know what, Snowy was. Uh, yeah, he had a tough night last night, so we went back. But <laughs> he's texting me today and. He's battling, right? And uh, so when you think it's a hard day, he's the one having hard days. So he was there battling all the way, and and um, texting has changed today from from the emergency room. So that tells you a little bit about Chris Snow. Okay. 
There you go. That is General Manager Brad Trilivi of the Calgary Flames uh, addressing the media at the Scotiabank Saddledome following two transactions by his team on the trade deadline 2023. Dryden Hunt acquired from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for Redeem Zahorna. Troy Stitcher and Nick Ritchie acquired from the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for Connor Mackey and Brett Ritchie. We'll come back on the other side. Close out the hour with your thoughts on the text line 960-960. Keep it locked here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Our trade deadline coverage continues here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. Logan Gordon along with you. Thank you to our two outstanding sponsors, Tuxedo Source for Sports and Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. For getting us through the day, Flames finished with two transactions. We just finished hearing from the general manager in a general media availability. Keep it locked here on Sportsnet 960 because at 3.30 this afternoon, the general manager will meet one-on-one with Pat Steinberg on Flames Talk to go through uh, even more on the trade deadline, future plans. Uh, So don't want to miss that, Pat. With the GM coming up at 3.30 on Flamestock or wherever you get your podcast. If you're not able to listen to it live, remember you can get the shows immediately uh, after the hour is finished. Google, Amazon, Spotify, etc. Your favorite podcatchers with all of the content uh, from Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Just a couple more minutes with you before we hand things over uh, to Pat and Aaron Vickers on Flamestock today. And uh, a chance for you to chime in on the text line, 960-960. Many of you already have been today. um, But, you know, just going through this from a Flames perspective, what did we hear from the GM, uh, Brad Treliving, in his general media availability? You know, these are always, the media availabilities are always interesting because, like he says, he's not diving into individual situations uh you know there were some interesting parts that i thought you know the brett ritchie out was an interesting one because walker doer had become uh, a useful everyday nhler for the group that's a, a massive win for the calgary flames that they could move out a veteran like brett ritchie and feel comfortable doing that because of how well walkers played the troy stetcher had um, it's an interesting one because, yes, he's a UFA, but he's a UFA that has a lot of internal connections to the Calgary Flames with Markstrom to Foley, Tanev. Uh, the list goes on and on from his time in Vancouver. Um, the Flames have needed a six all year long. Maybe it's it's too little too late for the group, but they've needed uh, a six defenseman for a very long time now. I think Troy Stetcher could absolutely be that guy. And, I mean, Dryden Hunt, it is what it is. It's a, a guy that's been in between the NHL and AHL for a lot of years. It's zero risk. You've got to look at Redeem Zahorna. And clearly, it hadn't worked in Pittsburgh. It didn't work in Calgary. Will it work for Redeem Zahorna in the Toronto Maple Leafs organization? I, I have no idea, but uh, perhaps this is something that the Calgary Flames... Um, coaching staff liked a little bit more and, um, you know, were able to pick up on. Speaking of, 
uh, Dryden Hunt. He will join Pat Steinberg to kick off Flames Talk at 3.05. So 3 o'clock hour, already incredibly busy uh, for Flames Talk. If you want to continue on with our Flames coverage this afternoon, Dryden Hunt, 3.05. And then the GM sits down uh, with a one-on-one with Pat Steinberg at 3.30. My personal thoughts on the day for the Calgary Flames? Could there have been more? Absolutely. There there could have been more. But I don't think that assessing everything based on what's happened this year is is fair to the group. I also don't think, and, and you can disagree with this point all you want, and you can feel one way about it or another, but I don't know that a, re- a rebuild was ever on the table. You can feel like this team needs to go down that road, but 60 games in to Huberto, Uyghur, and Kadri probably isn't a big enough sample size to determine you know, win or fail on, on those deals. Can you absolutely say that, you know, by this point next year, if the result is, is, is the same? Sure. And could you have convinced me that one or two of your pending UFAs next season could have, or should have been on the trade block? Sure. But I just I don't know what was happening at this trade deadline that was going to change the future of this franchise one way or the other. And I know there were plenty of Flames fans that were, you know, on the Flamestock postgame show with Pat last night that were, you know, Dubé can go, Lindholm can go, Mange, Toffoli, whoever you can get a piece of the pie for, you go ahead and do it. I, I wasn't there yet. You've committed to Huberto and Uyghur and Kadri, and I think you have to extend that commitment further than 60 games. Because I don't think, even at the end of the season, that's enough intel that it's a, a failure or a success. Now, as far as what the moves they did today, if they don't move the needle for you, I don't blame you. The positive side to that would be There's zero risk to anything the Flames did today. They tried to do some things around the edges, as Brad described it, but they took zero chance with any of it. If Nick Ritchie comes in and is continually, you know, the Nick Ritchie that he's been at different points in his career, which is a guy that's got probably more high-end skill than his brother and could probably be a a more consistent NHL than his brother, but can't stay out of the penalty box and is sort of shoehorned in to that fourth line role. Well, he's a UFA at the end of the year. You gave up nothing. And I'm not trying to, to disrespect Connor Mackey or Brett Ritchie in that sense, but you knew what they were. Connor Mackey was not winning a spot on this, on this team. It wasn't happening. The handful of games that he got into, the performance just wasn't there. He had been passed on the death chart by Dennis Gilbert. So if anything, you did right by him. 
and let him go to a new opportunity in Arizona. So do I think that there could have been more? Do I think that there was reason to expect more? Sure. I I think all of that was on the table. But at the same time, can I sit here and go, oh, they didn't do enough today? Today wasn't enough? No, I think you can make a lot of mistakes today. And I think a lot of teams are going to look at Calgary and the position that they're in and say, look, maybe that's a good chance for me to take advantage of an opportunity and get more for less because they're desperate. Can I pry a Toffoli? Can I pry a Lindholm away at a lesser price? The biggest problem that I had in moving guys like that is if this wasn't true for all of the Flames UFAs next year, but some of them, especially Toffoli and Lindholm, the biggest problem I had in moving those guys, especially this time of season, is as soon as they're gone, you need them back in your organization. As soon as Tyler Toffoli's time is done in Calgary, okay, well, you need another, uh, another right-shot scoring winger on this team. How long did we talk about needing a guy like Elias Lindholm on the Calgary Flames? Forever. They just the center position especially just doesn't come up very often. So unless I was blown away by an offer at this trade deadline, I, I wasn't moving them. And to say that too also doesn't mean that they won't get moved at another time. In fact, I, I would argue that the offseason might make more sense for the Calgary Flames to explore those trades than the trade deadline did. And there are more teams, there are more cap space, there's more cap space out there. There's just more options in general to go down that road. Because it hasn't been successful. The year has been a, an abject failure from expectations. The road to a playoff spot is incredibly tough. But just looking at today and what happened in these two transactions, I find very little to complain about because they are zero-risk moves. The Calgary Flames were not in a position to give up a Coronado, a Zeri, a Pelche, a first-round pick. None of that was on the table, and none of it should have been on the table. If you've been on Brad Living this year for whatever reason— I would hope that you walked away from today and said, look, at least the GM understood that this team wasn't a team worth investing in past this season. He gave up nothing. He, he literally gave, I, I, again, I don't mean that to sound disparaging to Zahorna or you know to, to Connor or to Brett, but I think we know what they were at this time. So if Troy Stetcher can turn into an asset that they re-sign, fantastic. Maybe Nick Ritchie takes that next step that you've been waiting for uh, from a a former 10th overall pick. Great. If Dryden Hunt is simply a piece for the American Hockey League team to use in a Calder Cup trophy push, fantastic. No harm, no foul. I've said it all week long leading up to this, and I'll say it again. You don't fix the problems that this team has at the trade deadline. And again, if you're one of those people that's frustrated that there wasn't more done today, that doesn't mean that there won't be more done in the offseason. 
to me, that's when this makes more sense for the Calgary Flames. You have 20 games left to go. You've got a couple of interesting pieces that are going to join your group down the stretch here. Maybe they make a run at the playoff spot. Maybe they don't. I don't think today was the day to go and assess or change your group based on what's happened this season. And clearly the GM felt that way as well. So could you have sold off a couple more UFAs as a couple people texted in? I guess. But what was what was Trevor Lewis getting you a fourth? Would you if you had gotten a fourth round pick for Milan Lucic or Trevor Lewis today? Would that have changed your opinion into this was a winning day for the Calgary Flames? Because it wouldn't for me. It's a lottery ticket. You've, you're not devoid of draft picks. You've got draft picks coming up. You've got your most important draft picks coming up in the first rounder of a very deep draft. Again, I'm not saying that there isn't flaws with this team because there are. But if you felt as though there were more to be done for this team, sure, I, I can totally get on board with that. And I would say to you, as hard as it might be as a sports fan, and I know because I am one, patience sucks. It sucks waiting. And it's going to suck waiting at the last 10 games of this season aren't about a playoff push for the Calgary Flames. I get it. But the offseason opens up way more doors than the trade deadline does. And if we want to assess how this team is going to go forward, I think the offseason is the better time to do it than the trade deadline is. We got to get out of here. Pat Steinberg's around the corner. There's lots to get to with Flames Talk. You don't want to miss it. Troy Stetcher, 3.50. The 3 o'clock hour is stacked with guests. Dryden Hunt joins Pat at 3.05. Brad Living at 3.30. Troy Stetcher at 3.50. Thank you to our outstanding production team, Cam, Taylor, and John, for working it all afternoon long. Thank you for listening. You don't want to go anywhere. Pat and Aaron Vickers are next with Flames Talk as our trade deadline coverage continues here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.